It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. going on everybody welcome to the awesome.com nfl strategy show that's right week four almost in the book save for a double header today which by the way if you missed it macajeski and i just woke you all up with a wonderful millie maker double header monday night slate hey it's not all bad in the covid19 world right we get two games on a monday in week four Let's make it happen, baby. So check that out if you missed it. About 50-minute show, breaking everything down for tonight's game. Millie Maker on DraftKings, monster prize pools everywhere. But here right now, we're here to talk about a little Monday morning quarterback action. Look ahead, look back, see what worked, see what didn't work yesterday. I'm Dave Lochran. With me, Adam Share on Twitter at ShipMyMoneyDFS. Josh Engelman at Josh Engelman. And follow me at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. Uh, Adam, I know you had a, a a winning week yesterday, and I'm happy for you because I did not. This was actually uh, my worst week of the year. I had a great week last week. This week was rough, uh, even in the betting front, player prop front. Uh, I did well betting sides, but I got pretty ha- I got pretty beat up on player props. So uh, it's nice to see one of us did well, and well. Could have been better, though, I assume, as you said yeah, before yeah. the show. Yeah, I, I mentioned before the show, it's like the, the weeks where you profit but don't win a tournament, I think are a lot more frustrating than the weeks where you just get your ass kicked and it's over by like 2 o'clock. Happy to have everyone with us. If you're just walking in, hit that thumbs up. Uh, I know a lot of you guys like to come here and join us every Monday morning and kind of break everything down, see what's going on. Uh, the league is changing, no question. Yesterday, Josh, the average total – was over 54 points uh, of 12 games that have been played this week. So actually, I, I calculated this before yesterday's, uh, before the, the Sunday night football game. But I think 10 of 12 games either pushed or hit the over. So, and that that is with 
like seven or eight games having a total north of 50 to begin with. We're yep. seeing a ton of scoring to kick off the, two, the 2020 season. Monster amount of scoring. You know, you've got someone like uh, Mixon, Prescott, Odell, Brady, even in a weird ass game for him, Cooper, Dalvin Cook, Chark and Thielen just shy of 30, but all of those other guys are 30 fantasy points or more. Just people were putting up big numbers yesterday. Some of those guys were not in my lineups. <laughs> David Hanna says, is this a show about how bad we messed up? Uh, a couple of things. One, usually. What's up? I said usually. Yeah. So in, in NFL, you're going to get, you're going to lose more weeks than you don't. It's just the fact. John says that Gronk prop was rough, Laffy, real rough, except he was targeted twice deep downfield and Brady just didn't connect on him. He had two opportunities to cover that prop in one single reception. Didn't happen again. Like I said, it was a tough day betting the props. You bounce back, you move on, things happen. Uh, but anyway, when you, when you look at this slate overall, Josh, a, a lot of games, and we talked about how projecting game script can get you in trouble, you still have to look at it to some extent, like how do you think the game goes? But take Carolina and, and Arizona as an example. Kenyon Drake, brutal performance. Uh, the Carolina Panthers for the second straight week as dogs have come in and beat teams that, no, Vegas and the public assumed we're better than them. Kenyon Drake took a beating. Anyone that owned him took a beating. Yeah, Kenyon Drake, not so good. Um, good performance out of Bridgewater, although that really doesn't matter all that much. Mike Davis did what you needed him to do. I mean, he was pretty chalky, and you got 22 fantasy points out of it, so congrats. If you had Reggie Bonifon or however the hell you say his last name, also kudos <laughs> to you. Yeah, I don't know, Adam. Just overall looking at this one, there were some weird quirks as well. Ezekiel Elliott, who I think all of us had a little bit of here, got into the end zone and he and he crossed the goal line by God. It had to have been a yard and a half. I'm not making it up. If you guys missed it, you can go back and look. It was a touch. It it was quite clearly the most obvious touchdown you'll see that was never ruled a touchdown. Uh, and then it gets called back. He doesn't score. That cost you, I think, a decent amount, of, a decent chunk of change as well. Yeah, I actually hadn't looked till now. He was my third highest home player on the slate, so now I'm even more annoyed than I already was. Yeah. I know so, the feeling. Josh, why don't we take a look at the uh, $500,000 slant on DraftKings? We can get into this. By the way, um, Rob Gronkowski ran 32 routes yesterday, which is by far the most he's ran all season long. It was, uh, it was brutal. I make no excuses. But he was out on the field, and he had chances. Tom Brady just didn't look his way. Uh, let's take a look at the the number one or the the winner, Josh. I know you could share your screen up here. Yep. Royal Payne twenty one with a score of two hundred and fifty four DraftKings points. Yeah, decent day. Um, Got to go to Dak as per usual. Uh, Dak, Mixon, Ronald Jones, Cooper, Lamb, Beckham, Waller, Mike Davis, Bucks. Other than Joe Mixon, like that is a lineup of a lot of guys I have tons of. Uh, Dak, my most exposed quarterback. I had a ton of Cooper, ton of Lamb. I had like 20% of Beckham, Waller, my most exposed uh, tight end. was close, but that doesn't matter whatsoever. <laughs> so No, it doesn't. Dak Prescott, like you said, Mixon, monster game. You knew it was going to happen soon, right? Like, yeah. we, all, we all knew that that Mixon game was, was coming. Uh, Adam, it was a huge performance after three straight really ugly games from Joe Mixon. Uh, Ronald Jones with uh, Leonard Fournette out, got a lot of work. Amari Cooper finally gets his way into the end zone. CeeDee Lamb, 
uh, Odell Beckham, Waller Davis and the Bucks defense. So just straight game stacks from this, this Dallas game. And I've got to say Ben Rasa, our buddy jazz Raz DM'd me yesterday. And he's like, this Dallas team is an abomination. All right. Every, every single time something looks good, they come in and garbage time, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Now, look, Ben's not someone to make excuses, but he was just throwing out there, uh, Adam, that this, this is now a team that is just an absolute abomination defensively. And then they'll come in in garbage time. And if you don't want to call it garbage time, fine. Cause last week they came back uh, and almost won. two weeks ago. They came back and did win. They had a shot yesterday, but my God, uh, every single week they give up a hundred points and then they score a bunch in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and obviously that has a carryover effect for the team that they're playing as well because they're playing at the fastest pace. They're not playing defense. They score a bunch of points. So, you know, as you saw yesterday, it kind of turned into a blowout where Cleveland wasn't throwing a lot in the fourth quarter, but Dallas can still come back pretty quickly. So you can't really take your foot off the gas there. So, um, yeah, I mean, just really high-scoring games pretty consistently from them for a variety of reasons. It was. And, uh, you know, Josh, Amari Cooper, was Amari your uh, hundred and? hundred and a touchdown yesterday. Did you go back to the well there? Uh, no, he was not. Um, <laughs> I did mention that I wanted to go back to the well. I didn't should have, I guess didn't, didn't get there. Who was your hundred and a touchdown? Josh Jacobs. Okay. So, he he uh, did not do that. No, <laughs> no he didn't. <laughs> oh, it didn't have it. Uh, you know, the, the Panthers are two and two with Mike day or two and oh, with Mike Davis in their starting lineup. Oh, and two with Christian McCaffrey tells me all I need to know. Running backs don't matter. right now in all seriousness though it's been a strange year what it is what did his exposures look like josh the guy that won this uh that's a good question let's let's pull it up uh done all right so most exposed player kamara 66 percent and then he went for the old 63 percent adam troutman which was uh one of the worst plays on the slate so kudos there whatever he's got 50k and i don't 40% 40% Tyler Lockett. How did this happen? Maybe he's, oh, 30, 34% Dak. That will do it. Yep. Uh, a lot of Ronald Jones. Uh, lots of Bucks D. Meaningless. A lot of Lockett. Meaningless. A lot of Colts D. Meaningless. I mean, just he, he hit a dart. Yeah. yeah. And uh, only 62 players in his player pool. So he had that winning lineup. Next closest was, oh, okay, two in the top 200. Uh, so just a lot of concentration of Dak at the top. Um, pretty much carried that the whole way. Yeah, look at those tight ends. Troutman, 63%. Waller, 23 Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz. Uh, defense, he had, and this is pretty crazy. He played four defenses, Adam. Uh, 39% Bucks, 37% Colts, 15% Rams, and 9% Ravens. When, when you're running lineups, do you find it often that you only come on or that you only land on three or four defenses? Not usually. Uh, that's a position where normally I end up pretty spread out because they're really difficult to project and, you know, to, to be like correct on. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure how many, it looks like I had like one. I don't know, like 15, 16. I might have had 20 defenses yesterday. Like, yeah, <laughs> I do the complete opposite. So, Josh, uh, it is called Monday morning quarterback, but clearly chat is is taking it literally. Uh, someone says, no, no matter what, don't play Drake, no matter how much these guys say to play him. Uh, you know what, Josh? 
I'll just give you that one. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you just ignore us every time we say to play Drake. Uh, three and a half more. They three and a half point favorites. Drake had been getting a ton of work. The concern here, though, he didn't have one single target in the passing game. Yeah. Uh, that is a really big concern. We talked last week extensively about how valuable those running back targets are because they just catch all of them. Uh, and then Greg, Josh says, Jacobs is not good. So yeah, it's funny how funny how minds can change after one bad week. Isn't it? <laughs> Preposterous. By the way, uh, the worst part about Kenyon Drake going for three and a half fantasy points this week is that he's probably going to have a price reduction next week. <laughs> Didn't he get hurt? I don't know. Um, he still had like 13 or 14 attempts, 13 carries. Okay. Also, I I didn't have much of him, so I didn't, wasn't paying close attention. I just yeah. thought I saw that he got hurt. He's, he's going yeah, he to be but, cheaper next week, right? It'll be like 5,600 and a problem. Um, did they not post the contest yet? I don't know. I haven't looked. Here we go. Let me see. I'll tell you right now. Let's see if they have salaries out. Boom. Is Kenyon Drake on this slate? He's $5,700. Uh, and he is questionable with a chest injury. Adam, you're right. 5,700. You ready for this? Against the New York Jets. <laughs> so <laughs> no matter what, don't play him. I guess, man. I don't know. But that is a price reduction. It's the cheapest he's been all season. We're not going to get into that. But yeah, it yeah. just, Josh keeps pulling you back in. It's like Carolina should have been the eat the greatest matchup for a running back to get back on track. Yeah, they, I mean, that should have just been a really nice game for uh, the Cardinals in general. Not quite. And then you got David Johnson at 5,200 against Jacksonville. <laughs> Down $400 off of his 11-point uh, fantasy performance this week. This is going to be one of those weeks that drives us insane. Uh, anyway, Josh uh, and Al uh, Adam, I did want to ask you guys about a couple of things here. So... We've, we've been looking into, and, and Matt Gajeski actually asked me this when we were talking about the, the Millie maker for tonight's game. Uh, we, we did like a, just a brief recap on with the amount of scoring that we've been seeing. Uh, and I know actually, Josh, that you even had, had been crunching lineups with not the two and one stacks, not the full stacks. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking going forward? And what are we seeing in some of these winning lineups from yesterday, knowing that the first one was a two-one stack. Two receivers from one team ran it back with a receiver from the other team. It was Dak, Cooper, Lamb, and Odell Beckham. Uh, do we see a lot of that elsewhere at the top of these lineups as well? It's a ton of QB plus either wide receiver or two pass catchers plus a bring back. But that's because Dak sort of broke the slate yesterday. Um yeah. So we're getting a high, a high concentration there. Dak is in 86% of the top 1% lineups, um, as is Odell Beckham, as is Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb in 50%. If we look at just the stack types, there are some aggressive stack types in the top 1%. Uh, someone went full seven stack. Mark Dog 6987 at the, uh, the full onslaught. Dak, Zeke, Cooper... Landry, Beckham, Kareem Hunt. How many, and how many Schultz. fantasy points? Uh, they finished 354, so uh, 211.96. Still pretty solid score. Uh, second place, Kirk Deese. Uh, Kirk Deese, he only had a, a single stack with an Odell Beckham run back. Yeah. So Dak, Amari, and Odell Beckham. It's doable, but 
Uh, Adam, have you identified any patterns with that, whether it be the two one stacks? I haven't really been going with the monster stacks, uh, but I, I do like pairing two receivers, two pass catchers and a run back for sure. Yeah, I still mostly stick to that. Um, I, I make some exceptions depending on the quarterback mostly. I, I think we talked about it last week, but rushing quarterbacks, you can or I'll typically limit it to one pass catcher or not limited, but only require one pass catcher. Uh, so I think this week I did it with Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Jackson, and there was one oh, Kyler. Um, so I'll typically do that because you can get obviously production. You can get rushing touchdowns from the quarterback. But other than that, I typically go with two, bring it back with um, a minimum of one. I did it with Lamar. Uh, for sure. And I, I did it with Deshaun, but I'm not doing it with Josh Allen anymore. The guy is just like a, a stone called gunner. So I don't Wait, know. what do you mean you're right not doing with Josh Allen anymore? What'd you say? Oh, you mean you're not stacking two with him? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing the at least. No, no, no. I'm not. I used to always when I would run Josh Allen stacks, I would do the same as Lamar Jackson, where I, I, where I would only force in one pass catcher. Right. Uh, I'm not setting that anymore. Like I'm not excluding him. I'm lumping him in with all of the other quarterbacks uh, because he's just become a absurd pocket passer that's putting up ridiculous numbers. And wait, so you're saying you're going to force him to be paired with two receivers? I'm saying usually with my stacks, I force two receivers, right? Right. Josh Allen, I have been forcing with two receivers, correct? How come? Because he's just not running. He is. He just ran for another touchdown yesterday. Yeah, he had negative one rushing yards. Right, but I'm saying he, but he's like a goal line back basically. Oh, so you're oh, getting... oh, sure. I see. Right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he's gonna have, he's going to have rushing touchdowns, and I think he actually has three on the season. But he's just not running a lot. So yes, if you're talking about his touchdown equity, that's that's a totally fair point. Uh, but he has 27, 26 rushing yards over his last three games. Uh, I think there are going to be a, a lot more of these games where. Josh Allen just stands in the pocket uh, and and starts starts throwing. But yes, you're right. There there are touchdowns to be scored there. They're worth six points. So definitely, yeah, I, mean, not I, I agree about the I agree about the passing. My biggest thing there is like it's still. I feel like he doesn't very often carry two receivers. Not a knock on him. It's just that like Diggs gets Diggs has a big game or John Brown catches like a long touchdown. And then Allen runs for a touchdown, and it's still a lot of times it seems like you just need him plus one. So yes and no. On one hand. It's been frustrating, but on the other hand, it's, he's been, I think you're going to start to see a bit of a balance here because he's been throwing it to creative players. He had mul he had back-to-back -back games with four passing touchdowns. That's he's, a good point. He's, yeah. he's got 12 touchdowns, 300 yards and passing for 70% completion percentage right now. He's not running because he doesn't have to, because everything he does when he throws the ball works. Exactly. <laughs> right. But like I said, Adam makes a good point. He's still rushing for touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, you have to have them in goal line situations. So I'm not opposed to that idea either, but I used to, what I'm saying is I used to always be opposed to Josh Allen with two uh, pass catchers because it was just so seldom that he would pay it off. Uh, if he wasn't throwing to these creative players, uh, score, scoring touchdowns, you would have seen some really big stack games from Diggs and, and Brown and Beasley and stuff like that. And I think they are, I think they're coming sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point. It, it kind of, it, it kind of goes with what I was thinking too, where it's like, they do just have so many random guys, whether it's Croft slash sure. Knox, whether it's Gabriel Davis being involved now um, to where I'm always nervous forcing that. Plus I, I like not forcing it just because then I get more Josh Allen, but um, to your point about him throwing more, I, I do agree. Yeah. And having him, whether it's one or two is fine. I guess Josh, another thing too, though, is I, 
how willing are you to just have quarterbacks with one and then a run back, even if they're not a rushing quarterback? The only thing that I do. So very willing. Okay. And what's <laughs> the, this is kind of what this, this is kind of what this show is about breaking down the thought process. What yeah. is your thought process surrounding that? Cause you know, people are going to ask that question. Yeah. Um, it, when you start having more, it, it's, Okay, easiest way to say this. It's a lot easier to have the same settings across everybody coming out of Fantasy Cruncher than to have different setups for different people because that increases the amount of work you have to do after the fact, and I don't want to do that much work. So if you've got a couple guys where you're forcing two and forcing you know multiple bringbacks, or if you've got a couple guys in your crunches like Lamar where you're uh, crunching them naked, if you're doing that all at the exact same time, uh, the lineups that are going to come out of there are going to be weighted differently from a fantasy points perspective. So I think it's a lot easier for me to set everybody straight across the board to at least one. There will be cases where it comes out with two. Same scenario for the bringbacks, at least one, so that I can save some of the post-processing my lineups in Excel. Um, it's, to me, just easier to leave it at one and not have to run multiple crunches, particularly because I'm doing a show from noon to one. And that is right. even harder for me. For what it's worth, I kind of thought that would be the case, but it hasn't for me. Like I said, you know, yesterday that the four quarterbacks that I didn't require two pass catchers were Allen Jackson, Watson, and Murray. I had 17% Allen, which was overweight. I had 7% Watson, which was half the field. I had 4% Kyler and I had 2% Lamar. So Allen was the only one that actually got pushed up. Um, I think, I, th I think in part because if you're grading the entire lineup, you're still, uh, it's still going to be adjusted a lot based on like the pass catchers and who else is in the lineup. So it actually hasn't really worked out as uh, it hasn't really worked out like that for me, even though I thought it would. I hear you. And I actually massaged things to get Lamar Jackson in there. Uh, it was just like manual adjustments, very bullish on him yesterday. That was one spot where I was not only willing, but I really only wanted him with one pass catcher. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a strange situation with the way things have worked out this year, because I believe, uh, Josh, you would remember better than I did. And by the way, Scott says, look at you, beautiful cats. Do you dudes ever wear your caps forward? You want to know how I know Scott's old? Yeah. He called them caps. caps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching this, Scott. And no, not really. Very seldom. Very, yeah, it's very... usually no hat or backwards. Exactly. Yeah. Scott, are you listening to this on the radio? <laughs> Transistor. Yeah. Uh, do you remember if all four weeks that we've done this, Josh, there has been at least a 2-1 stack up top in the slant? Dude, I don't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. <laughs> No yeah. idea. I thought I thought you would. I thought you would remember that. You you know you have a weird way of soaking in that type of information. I think it has. Yeah, I think it has because I remember we had that one week where we talked about Alex running a single stack and he was in like fifth. That's if what it had I been a high, if if the guy that won had a single stack, we would have talked about him instead of Alex. So. I, I yeah, have a I, lifestyle hobby that uh, messes with <laughs> my memory. <laughs> I get it. I'm actually looking at it now to see what we've got here. Uh, Curry Power last week had <clears throat> Russell Wilson. I already know. Russell Wilson, Derek Henry, Burkhead, Ridley, Michael Gallup, Tyler Lockett, Lance Thomas, Jeffrey Wilson, and Colts. So, no. But, of course, the Cowboys were involved. 
Tell me the cow. Tell me the Cowboys have been involved in 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 every single week that's won the slant. I mean, Dak's thrown. I mean, I know they won the last two yards. What's that? I said I know they were the last two weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just read off last week's in the slant. Well, uh, okay, I mean, here we if, go. If Dak's going to keep throwing for forty fantasy points, there you're going to see some Cowboys. I know, but it's just crazy to think that every single week. Uh, yep. Week one, only Ezekiel Elliott, though. So. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. There's our week two. Sorry, I think that was the Atlanta game. Anyway, how do you, Adam, serious question here. How, are, how do you approach this Dallas team right now? Like, I, I know it's a broad-based question, but it's been out of control. Yeah, I think that, so the nice thing about Dallas is that there's so many ways for them to score that you can, you you can roster Dallas without just being on what the field is doing. Like you can get creative Um, for Josh. It sounds like, and for me, Zeke was one way to do that yesterday. Not that Zeke was low owned, but he, for example, was a lot lower owned than Camara was. Um, I I went underweight on Camara, overweight on Zeke and basically played about the same amount of both. Um, So you can, you know, mix Dallas guys into other stacks. One thing that I did a lot yesterday and I fully expect to do moving forward is stacking the opposite side of Dallas because Dallas, the, the games in general are, are so high scoring, but Dak is, you know, the the quarterback that everyone wants to roster, but the correlation is there where if the game's high scoring, typically you're going to get a lot of points on both sides. So I think one way to counter that is to just stack the other side. Obviously you're running it back with one or two Dallas guys. So you're still getting that Dallas exposure, but you're getting a different build than everyone else because you have Mayfield or whoever they're playing next week. For sure. And that, that's an approach I've tried to take as well. Josh, the last three weeks, uh, 87 total points scored in the Cowboys game, 87, 69 the week prior to that and 79 in week two or in week two. So 87, 69 and 79 points. Nice. I figured that was coming. <laughs> Best it's, I an absurd, do. it's an absurd amount though. Dak Prescott has thrown for 450 yards or more in three straight games. Like you're it's bonkers. You can't, you can't get away from this right now. No. Uh, and now next week he's got the, the New York giants. <laughs> Wait, really? That game could actually be lower scoring. I think. Wait, Oh, does Kenyon Drake play the jets? Yeah, yeah the Jets. I felt like you Jets. just kept telling me every single team is about to play the, Got the New Giants. York Giants. And I was like, come <laughs> yeah. on, how many teams are playing them, man? How many COVID postponements do we have? No, I know. It's it's nuts, though. We're going to have some really, uh, really wild games this coming week. Uh, and at least at least DraftKings is beginning to price some of these guys up a little bit. Uh, that means I'm going to have a lot of Daniel Jones next week. Dan- yeah, I was thinking the same thing, really. Uh, and Michael Gallup, because he's 5,400 and he's coming off another bad game. Yeah. Just yeah. go to the guys on Dallas when they have a bad game because their prices come down and everyone gets scared of it. Yeah, I mean, if like if obviously I have absolutely no idea right now, but if the ownership like if next week it's you know everyone's just stacking Dallas, it's like a really easy spot to say like okay, I'll play Daniel Jones, Tate, Ingram, and run it back with Zeke or something, and you're still getting that game. You're just leveraging against how everyone else is playing it. 
and, and vice versa. If everyone says, oh, Dallas is going to blow them out and those what I just said, then cool, you get the roster back. Right. That, that's that's what I was thinking early on as well. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Daniel Jones been absolutely dismal, but you have to at least put it in context a little bit, right? Rams defense, very good. Uh, at least they're secondary, right? They have some really solid players in there. San Francisco, even with the injuries, very solid. Chicago, Pittsburgh, he's had a really tough draw. By the way, did you guys hear about the Jalen Ramsey, Golden Tate situation? Yeah. <laughs> Waiting Josh? for him outside the locker room. Yeah. No. So Jalen Ramsey gets Tate's, and correct me if this if I have this story wrong, impregnates Golden Tate's sister, right? Yeah. Leaves Yesterday? Her. No, no. Yes. Um they, they have one kid together. She's pregnant. She was pregnant with their second and, Tate and he left, left her, her, right? Or uh, Ramsey left her, yeah. Okay. Ramsey left her. So they get in the they they start cursing each other out on the field, you know, it, it, it escalates a little bit. And then Jalen Ramsey had the balls to wait outside of the locker room for Golden Tate after he left Golden Tate's sister, who was pregnant. This is after they got, a, they got in a fight on the field after the game. Right. Right. Yeah. Waiting for him. You would think Tate would be the one waiting for him. Right. I right. don't know. I maybe, feel like yeah, Ramsey, maybe, maybe Ramsey a, didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it, it happened like a year ago. There had been like back and forth on yeah. social media and stuff. And this was the first time they had played. And you know, Josh, for all we know, you might be right. Like maybe there's, maybe there's circumstances unknown. Yeah, maybe that second kid isn't his. But you know, here's, here's, <laughs> here's the truth. Optics in this day and age are everything. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Optics. Yeah, I had the well, same to be fair, did, it's the like, NFL, man. I don't think a lot of people are going to be caring all that much if Ramsey left uh, Tate's sister yeah uh, the, I, I had the, the 18 to 35 year old males probably don't care all that much probably not you know what else is uh optics based winning a lot of money with awesome old projections and ownership uh, like i said we had a couple tweets yesterday some big winners congrats to all of you guys by the way uh we appreciate all of you for for hanging out with us watching these shows uh, and for all of the premium subs you know I saw a ton of awesome avatars at the top of these lineups yesterday, like a lot of them. And I was very happy to see that. Uh, so awesome.com slash join. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, we have ways to get in for very little amount of money. If you're strapped right now, but you still want to see what it's about. Like the express pass is $3 and 95 cents a week. It includes all of the showdown content uh, for NFL. So the ownership, the projections, the top plays, the rankings, all of that on top of what was already included uh, in the main slate, you know, regular express package. It's so worth three ninety five a week, less than $4. Like the showdown project, the showdown ownership and projections and rankings on pays it off in spades, not including the other stuff. But if you're looking to really dive deep into it and you want that fantasy cruncher add on, and you really want to improve your game uh, and, and learn how, you know, see the tools that Alex is using and, and, and get insight from him and these guys in the um, in the Slack chat where we do premium office hours, uh, where you can ask questions, where you can use Alex's ownership, his pro his projections, uh, his top stack tools, all the tools that he uses himself to win a ton of money. Uh, all of that's on the site. They're his. He's the number one ranked DFS player in the world for a reason. 
And I think that's why, you know, people want to use these tools and be a part of that community. So go to awesome.com slash join. If you want something more than just that express pass and you want basketball, you want baseball, you want football and MMA and you want golf and, and league of legends. If they have contests across the industry, we have content, premium content for it. Go to awesome.com slash join, check out the weekly, the monthly, the annual, we got something for everybody. So we'll see you over there and be sure to hop in the premium Slack chat when you do. Uh, just a, a great community talking DFS and sports betting and sports all day and all night long. All right. Um, you, Josh. Mean, you mentioned Slack chat and you mentioned uh, office hours. I've got office hours coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern time today. So if you're not a premium sub, you don't get to join. Yeah. You got an hour and 24 minutes to remedy that problem, to yep. right that wrong. Uh, hey, Josh, we uh, always talk about this each week to close out the show. We got about 10 minutes to go here. Chalk report and some pivot reports. How did the chalk do this week? <laughs> uh, the chalk that I had in my cash lineup did piss poor. Uh, lots of, well, one zero, which was really fun. Shout out to Brandon. Oh, you only Coates. had one? <laughs> I did. I, I thought I was going to have two. Uh, Tyler Lockett was working on it for a I while. I thought I was going to have three. <laughs> yeah, the Brandon Cooks one was. Oof. Wait, who's the other one? Troutman? Problem. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have him in. I didn't go to him in cash. I went to Aikens. I faded, and he I got faded him in tournaments. I played him in cash. <laughs> I had Aikens at tight end. And he got hurt. So either uh, way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cooks. I was. Yeah. Cooks pissed me off because like that was like the last spot in my lineup where I was like, I need a receiver in this range. I hated Cooks yesterday, but it was just like I don't hate him enough to take some ownership stand on like Golden Tate, who luckily didn't do well either. It didn't matter. I would have got my ass kicked. But uh, yeah, it, it was. It, it always really frustrates me when it's like the guys that you don't really want and you just settle on, then go out and get zero. And it's just like, Oh yeah, maybe I should have just. Not yeah, done I, it. I was in the exact same spot with cooks. And as he was posting zeros, I mean, I wasn't overweight on him, but I had enough in some good lineups. Right. And it is one of those things where you look back and you, you say, I should have just trusted myself on that. Yeah. But it, but you know what, like you said, what was the alternative in that range? I'm sure there were a couple guys that, it went off but wouldn't have been on your radar anyway right, right? yeah i mean like in tournaments i played like eight percent cooks and i played like 20 percent a piece of renfro and tate but in cash it was kind of just like do i really feel the need to take a stand on renfro or tate over cooks and when it's probably a coin flip and they all suck yeah so kamara was fine ronald jones was really good for his salary mike davis was really good for his salary lockett was a bust uh zeke could have been great ultimately was fine um Devonte parker ended up fine and then you got into the weird ones like dj moore a bit of a letdown bucks d awful cooks then you get to that bagel not great uh daryl henderson was bad drake was obviously bad uh the guy that you wanted that got some ownership was definitely uh beckham and then dalvin cook dalvin cook yeah continuing to put in work at less ownership than guys like kamara and zeke uh yeah, the, the, I was pretty heavy on the Robbie Anderson pivot off of DJ Moore at that big disparity in ownership. Uh, Adam, I know that was where you were at as well, and it could have been a lot better had he had one additional yard to hit that 100-yard <laughs> bonus. Yeah, pretty frustrating there. I ended up coming in pretty much even with the field on him, but he just happened to be in like in a couple of good lineups. lineups. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh, as far as some low-owned pivots are concer concerned, uh, was there anything that really stood out as, okay, well, that guy was very low on, 
had a very big game. For example, if you look at uh, Royal Payne, I'm just going to run through his lineup one more time. Dak Prescott, 10.5%. This is in the $500,000 slant, by the way, for you guys following. Joe Mixon, 6%, 45 fantasy points. Ronald Jones, 23%, 22 fantasy points. Uh, Amari Cooper was 13% at 36. uh, CeeDee Lamb was 9% at 25 fantasy points. Beckham, 17%, 38. Darren Waller, 19%, 17. Mike Davis, 23%, 22. Buccaneers, 19% at six uh, fantasy points. So point being here, no one was like, Mixon was pretty low owned. Oh, but I mean, that's the one that right is- there. Drake at 6K, 16% owned. Daryl Henderson at the same price, 18% owned. Mixon, 6% owned. Uh, it, per Fantasy Cruncher's projections, had a higher projection for Mixon than both Henderson and Drake. Womp womp. Yeah, not great. But no. this is this was a pretty chalky lineup at the top, Adam. Yeah, it, it really ended up that way once the Cowboys went nuts in the fourth because it just pulled up all of those Dallas stacks, you know, between Beckham getting the the final rushing touchdown um, is what really did it. Cause that was the bring back, but yeah, it ended up just being that like you had to have that popular Dallas stack and then basically you needed Joe Mixon and then you could just kind of mix and match some other guys. Um, but Mixon ended up being like really the one like contrarian play that you had to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's 6%. Like th- there were other really good contrarian play. You like Adam Thielen was relatively low owned. DJ Shark was one percent owned. Scored like thirty points. There were guys that really helped you. The problem, if you were heavy on those guys, was just that Beckham picked up eleven points on his last touch of the game, um, which you know just kind of vaulted a lot of teams ahead of you. Yeah, and a lot of those lineups had Baker Mayfield in them too, which would have been pretty low ownership. But two of two of Odell Beckham's touchdowns amazingly had nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I joked about it on Twitter after the Landry one because one strategy that it's it's not something I like actively seek out, but I'm happy when it happens is when there's a really popular receiver and his quarterback getting no ownership. I love playing the quarterback because it's like okay, if this popular receiver goes off, I'm getting ten points and everyone else is getting six. Uh, didn't really work out that way yesterday with Beckham. Oh, you didn't see uh, Landry throwing a touchdown or Beckham scoring on a on a run. You didn't see did, that did not see either of those happening, Ish. much less both of them. Well, yeah, you should be better. I like Odell Beckham quite a bit, but I also had a lot of interest in Baker Mayfield just due to the sheer fact that that Dallas Cowboys defense yeah. is, is unbelievably atrocious. I think Mayfield was my second highest stone quarterback. And it makes sense. Like he was coming. What was, what was Baker Mayfield's? What did he come in at? Uh, 3%? Nothing. Nothing. Really? Not like, I mean like, you know, nothing. 2.9. What's that? 2.9. 2.9%. He was my fourth highest stone quarterback. Like if someone told you, Adam, if someone told you before this game or after the game, you hadn't looked at the box score yet. Right. But you know, two things, you know, that Nick Chubb got hurt and the Cleveland Browns scored 49 points. Right. Immediate assumption is all right. Well, Baker Mayfield absolutely smashed. Yeah. Knowing, knowing how much or knowing how my lineups looked, if I hadn't been paying attention to that game and you told me the score told me that none of it was Nick Chubb, I would have assumed I made a lot of money yesterday. I know, but, uh, you know what happens when you assume, (laughs) unfortunately Dallas's run defense is, uh, equally as bad. Do you know how many rushing yards they allowed yesterday? Take, just take a guess. I know Kareem Hunt scored twice. Um, I don't know how many yards he ended up with. How many rushing yards did the Cowboys allow? Just take a guess before we close this out, Adam. 160. Josh? I don't. I have no idea. 
307. What? They allowed 307 rushing yards, dude. To who? Oh, Beckham had 50, whatever. Well, not Be- only Beckham that. 73. Not, not only that, yes, but didn't you see uh, – I don't know if you watched any of that game, but they were working in a ton of running backs there. So um, Dearness Johnson had 13 for 95. Oh, I didn't he realize aver- he had 95. I knew he had some big gains. I didn't yeah. realize he had that much. He averaged 7.3 per attempt. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard had five for 19. Like, just everywhere, they they racked up the yards. Chubb had 43, averaged north of seven yards per attempt. Kareem Hunt averaged six and a half yards per attempt. They had 307 rushing yards. Yeah, it definitely got frustrating towards the end if you had the Brown side of that game because, like, they were trying to run the clock, and they're getting in, like, these second and long situations. It's like, okay, they're going to have to throw. Oh, Ernest Johnson, 13-yard run, first down, like started over again. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the the Bucks have allowed 257 rushing yards on the season. Wow. The Cowboys allowed it in one game. They're horrible. Just Josh, to, po- just to point out, coming quickly, this, is, this is unrelated. Uh, a lot of people are always just like, well, that team ranks blah 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 and DVOA. Uh, just to put this in perspective, the Dallas Cowboys were 17th in defensive DVOA uh, heading into the week. Maybe yeah. just don't immediately grab those stats as if they're relevant to fantasy sports. Well, I think if you use them in conjunction with other stuff, I have no problem with it. But let's see where they rank after. Well, they're, well, dead, no, la- they're dead last on PFF. So yeah, no, no, that's fair. One of the reasons, though, is the way the matchups are worked in. I'm sure it had something to do with the fact that he faced Matt Ryan and Julio and Ridley and then Russell Wilson and and Parker. <laughs> but I get your point. Like, I, 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 my my personal view on that, it's something I know you mentioned a lot, Lofty. I almost just prefer those in like a backward looking manner where like, like obviously if you're facing a good defense, it's going to be factored into to your projections for the upcoming game. But when you're looking for guys that maybe are going lower owned than they should, I like looking, that's when I really like looking back at those and saying like, okay, he faced four teams that are just really good defensively. There's a good chance that played a role in why he has been bad, as opposed to saying he's facing a good defense. He can't possibly do well because that's not the case. Right. So more descriptive than predictive is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully that helps you predict when a guy has faced some really, really tough teams. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with game script. Like one reason I liked the Browns was, and even in like best ball drafts, I've been taking the Browns a lot, was everyone's been down on like Mayfield and Beckham and Hooper and all these guys. They were coming off back-to-back games where they were just in control the entire game and and running clock. So what happens when they get in a shootout and you obviously see the results? So um, I, I think game script and the defensive ability of previous teams are both things that I like looking at. Um, just trying to find, you know, kind of low owned or buy low for better of a or lack of a better word players. And it might be Daniel Jones this upcoming week where you look at the, the four game draw he's had through the first quarter of the season. You know, I, I know people get disgusted by that, but listen, sometimes you have to be able to bite the bullet and say he's faced really tough teams. Nobody's arguing that he's good. But, uh, you know, we are arguing that maybe the Dallas Cow. it's a whole bad versus bad thing, right? Like with that uh, Broncos and Jets game, it was bad offenses versus bad defenses. Bad offenses won out. And sometimes that happens. Yeah, it's kind of the equivalent of like for anyone that plays NBA DFS, when a player just shoots poorly like five games in a row. So then his salary comes down and his ownership also comes down because it feels really gross rostering him. But like the opportunities are there. He just didn't do well. It's kind of the NFL equivalent where it's just like 
he has, you know, he's going to get the opportunities. He's just been in, in bad spots, but the salary is coming down. The ownership's coming down. You just have to bite the bullet. Sometimes. Yes, sir. Uh, game theory. Josh said Chubb was going to smash. Yeah. You have to think that if Chubb didn't get hurt, he's probably in the, the winning lineups based on what Dontrell or D Ernest Johnson and, and, and those guys did. I don't see how you can't assume that. Yeah. Chubb would have had a monster again. Yeah. I wonder Absolutely. what that does to like Beckham then. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think there was enough to go around for everyone unless your name was Baker Mayfield. So. Yeah, so I, I don't know that it would have had a big impact on Beckham because, like, his splash play at the end was just trying to run out the clock. So, I mean, maybe they give it to Chubb instead. But, like, I, I, uh, Beckham stuff was so fluky. Like, it's not like he was catching passes, you know, catching touchdown passes at the end. Yeah. No, I meant the run just in general. Like, maybe that oh, yeah, doesn't like maybe happen then. Josh, final thoughts coming off of week four heading into week five. Um, uh, back to the drawing board, I guess. I mean, I, I was profitable in a GPP, so I can't be too mad about it. I had a lot of the stuff that went well. Uh, just never had the pieces that went together. I'm excited for week five. It hasn't been, I haven't felt like I was getting like fully bent over, um, in the first four weeks so far, which has been really nice. So yeah, know, on to week five, I guess. Yeah. La- last year I probably, uh, wanted to die. Hey, stayed upright for four weeks. Adam, close us out. Any thoughts to uh, get this on over with? Uh, just, just excited for it. I thought last week was, I mean, obviously I, I won, so it feels better, but it, it felt like the best I played. I said last week that I felt like I was being too contrarian and kind of fixed some stuff this week and had a nice mix of um, playing some chalk guys, playing some low on guys. So uh, pretty excited for next week. And that excitement gets tampered or dampened a little bit when I realized how much Daniel Jones it's going to involve, but uh, should be fun. Thanks for hanging out with us as always, guys. Hit as Josh would say. You know what, Josh? One more call to action for likes. You're on the show. Why not see what you can do? Oh, why are you sending it to me? Is it because I'm fantastic well, <laughs> at it and ran the number north of 1100 yesterday? Is that? It's a is test that it? case. It's is a test it? case. Let's see what you lot, can do. Talking a lot of smack in uh, YouTube chat <laughs> yesterday uh, to no avail. 314 people in here. 58 likes. If we had a real host, go. that number would be a lot higher. <laughs> <laughs> maybe hit that thumbs up rub it in lobby Mac, face Matt Gajewski, Kyle Dvorak coming up at noon it's the fantasy football waiver wire show really great show more injuries this week so if you're playing fantasy football in any league be sure to hang around for that you've got Jason and Jeff with the PJ DFS first look we've got MLB live before lock with Jake Harry and Terry at 3 p.m. Eastern uh, and then NFL live before lock with Emac and Kyle Dvorak. That's at six o'clock for tonight's wonderful doubleheader. Follow Adam at Ship My Money DFS. Josh at Josh or Josh Engelman, myself, Lafay underscore D, L O U G H Y underscore D, and Awesomeo at Awesomeo underscore com. And remember, all of our shows are available on the podcast network, meaning any any platform that hosts podcasts, you can find the Awesomeo podcast for all sports on there if you're not trying to do it on YouTube every day. We appreciate you guys. Good luck tonight. We'll see you back here on tomorrow's strategy show.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.